0: Amen. Well, we're so blessed tonight to have Pastor Vince ministering the word with power and fire and anointing tonight. And uh, why don't you just give him, just stand up and give him a clap tonight. He's family. He doesn't need a whole bunch of long introductions, but he does pastor our church in Casey Anchorage, him and his beautiful wife, my dear friend, Minister Ava. All right. Come on, Pastor. Bless you, sir.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Well, praise God, it is my privilege to be, you guys can be seated for a minute, we're going to pray in a minute, it's my privilege to stand here in um, Pastor Daniel's Stead as he's away in California, probably there's going to be earthquakes and signs and wonders, praise the Lord as he delivers the word, they'll never be the same. Praise God. I really appreciate the opportunity to come and stand before you. Really appreciate my pastors, Pastor Daniel and Pastor Karen. You know, as they allowed me to come in, of course, Dr. Morocco. You You know, I wasn't always the person that I am now, and that's a good thing. But, you know, when I start flashing back on how young I was, really in the Lord, not chronologically, but in the Lord, when I met Pastor Karen and, and, and Pastor Daniel and how I've grown up under their ministry, it's just, it's an me and, uh, and even to the point where the pulpit that was here is not here, it's in Anchorage, praise God. Because we kind of, I'm from Cleveland, and we stole it. <laughs> praise God, so. Praise God. We we couldn't help ourselves, you know. We just, but they've forgiven us and 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 we're just moving on from there. No, Pastor Daniel really um, gave it to us, so and that was that was just awful generous of him to do that. He saw that little piece of (laughs) y'all should have seen. No, I ain't even gonna tell y'all. It was just bad. Okay, well, I want to talk to you tonight about. Taking a city for God, okay? If you if you could open your Bibles with me to Numbers chapter thirteen. Numbers chapter thirteen. I'll be starting in verse twenty-six in reading th- through chapter four. I don't know. Verse 4. Can we all stand for the reading of God's word? Yeah. Numbers chapter 13, verse 26. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told them... and. And said, Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It, is true, it truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong, the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people for Moses before Moses and said, "Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it." But the men who had gone. With him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature, There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Father, we thank you for your word. I'm going to just stop right there. I'm not going into 14 yet. We just want to thank you for your word. Let it be a light unto our feet and and a lamp unto our path to reveal your will for our lives, God. May we walk so much in your word, God, That we're conformed to the very image of your son. That in every way possible, we're more like him, God. Have your way in us tonight as we dine on the word of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. Wow. It goes on in chapter 14, it says, "'So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and all, they all wept all night. And the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, "'If only we had died in the land of Egypt, "'or if only we had died in the wilderness. "'Why has the Lord brought us to this land "'to fall by the sword?' that our wives and our children should become victims, would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, let us select the leader and return to Egypt. What kind of mess is that? (laughs) You know, they wanted to return to the land of, of bondage, to the land of their slavery. It is really weird how when people run into opposition, they wanna go back to what they were set free from you know you might think that that's kind of weird but you know that's almost kind of norm you kind of bring somebody to church and they hear the truth the truth sets them free and the next thing you know poof they're gone and you wonder where they went and you wonder what's wrong with them don't you know that what sets you free, if you keep on doing it, will keep you free? Amen. Amen. You, you know, I don't know about you, but I wasn't born in church. Okay. I lived out in the world. You know, I'm a product of third generation alcoholic in my family. My kids aren't alcoholics. They don't drink. Okay. Praise God. The buck stopped here. Okay, and that that's a whole nother story. But the thing is, is I tried to go back. Now, that's weird. You know, I tried, you know, My I started getting sad. I started getting depressed, you know, because I got out of fellowship and got away from people that were speaking life into me. And I said, well, you know, maybe I'll just drift back and go check out a bar or something, you know. Maybe I can get that old feeling again. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, man, there's nothing that was... I'm sitting in the bar and I'm trying to drink a beer and I can't do it. <laughs> and now, if you've ever been to a bar, you, you don't know how much money they pay for that beer. I was going to drink that beer because I would not want to waste that money, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> it was like something constrained me. And it was like, no. Lord. And it was like, uh uh-uh. uh. I was like, whoa. It was like one of those sci fi movies. Okay, and you hear this voice talking to you, and you, and you know it's somebody is talking to you, but you can't see him. It was a weird night for me because I sat there over an hour, looking at that stupid Budweiser, <laughs> and that thing looking back at me, and I'm going uh uh, and I talk. You know, people come by, how you doing? I uh uh-uh. uh, and like finally I gave in and I gave up and I and I got up and I got out of there. I tried to go back. But going back didn't work. You know, there was no peace there. There was no joy there. There was no love there. There was no tangible presence of the Spirit of God there, but there was His voice going, uh uh-uh. uh. What I needed was not there. It was where God called me. You know, I've only been to two churches in my whole life. And the first church that, that I went to after I got saved, I was in for 13 years. And then, ever since then, I've been in this church here for the last 17, 18 18 years, I think, going on now. I've been a, man, a, a member of KC. And it's crazy. You know, people, people like to wander around. And you can never possess what God has for you wandering around. You can't possess what God has for you wondering if it's God or not. You know, it's crazy to me that God will lead people to a church. And they say, oh, it feels like home. I finally made it. You know, this is it. And then somebody will, will take their chair. <laughs> And those people are sitting in my chair. I'm never going back to that church again. <laughs> where are you going? If you're not being led by the spirit of God, if you're not being guided by God, where are you taking yourself? Don't you remember the first time that you did that? You did it your way and you end up on the curve in the in the in the ditch on the side of the road. Uh-huh. And God came and rescued you and picked you up and gave you a home. Then the next thing you know, you have decided you cannot do God's work wondering. I've seen a lot of people jump from church to church and go around and around and around in circles. And they get absolutely nowhere and they do nothing for God. And they become the greatest critics of the land against the kingdom of God. Watch out. Don't you wonder. You don't have to wonder. God has placed you in a place. You need to listen to what God says. And when, 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 when troubles come, when, when the wind is blowing contrary, you still need to hear the voice of God and obey his voice. And if you do what he tells you to do, you're always going to end up in a land flowing with milk and honey. you got to fight for it you know that that we act like there's no devil we act like we don't have a flesh that's contending against the spirit in our bodies in our hearts and our minds we got to grow up church we got to become mature if we're going to take this city you know the thing about kadesh barnea is, is 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 really a trip Some versions just say Kadesh, other versions say Kadesh Barnea. And it's because in the 40-year wanderings of Israel, now they were doing good up to this point. They come to Kadesh Barnea for the first time. But this is not the last time they'll be in Kadesh Barnea. But the first time they get there, they come to this place, and God has told them, This is the way into the promised land. This is the gateway to the promised land. Enter you into my rest. Enter you into my promises. Possess everything that I've told you to possess. Go on, take the land for I am with you. And they go to the land and they start looking with their eyes. And they see things greater than themselves. But the thing is, in order to see things greater than yourselves, you have to take your eyes off of God. And they get their eyes off of God, off the promises that he's given them and got them on their circumstance and situation. And even though God had, let me tell you something. This is some crazy kind of stuff going on here. Because while they sat there and complained, there was a pillar of cloud hovering over them in the desert. In Kadesh, and they stood there and said, God is, said, it was, it's, it's a land flowing milk and honey, but we are not able to do what God told us we could do. You got to be careful when you start talking back to God. When God has told you something, He told you you was home. Now you're going to talk back to Him. Well, God, they should have never, never did that to me. I'm leaving. Who died and made you God? (laughs) All of a sudden, you're taking the lordship of Jesus and saying, you're not lord over my life anymore. I'm going to do what I want to do. And we see people come up with thousands of reasons why they don't go to church anymore, why they don't serve the living God anymore, why they don't do anything for God anymore. But just wander around and around because of their unbelief, because they refused to believe God, they wandered in the desert for 40 years and perished and never entered into God's rest, never entered into his promise. Well, let it not be said of you that you would wander around from place to place and around in a circle going over and over. Do you know what the most visited place in Israel's wanderings was? Kadesh Barnea. They would go to Kadesh Barnea more than any other location they would go to in their 40 years. And they would always go up to the gate where God had them go into the promises and never go in. Because of unbelief, they would just keep passing that gate, going around and around, coming to it, but never going through it. You don't want to be like that. If you're going to take and possess what God has for you, you have got to believe God. You know, when you read the accounts in the, in the Bible about, in Hebrews, about them not entering into the rest, it'll make you sad. But remember that they're there for an example for us. So that we can read it and we don't wander around the same place for 40 years. Thank God that they did so that we can see the result of unbelief when are you gonna believe God when are you gonna follow him when are you going to obey him when are you gonna stop listening to people stop looking at your circumstances situation and decide for God I live and for God I die that's it in the story whatever he tells me to do I'm gonna do Wherever he tells me to go, I'm going to go. I'm, gonna let people, I'm not going to let people dictate to me about what God wants for me in my life. And you know, you look at, but all the people agreed, except for two. All the people were discouraged because of what they heard from the ten spies. But the two good spies, they didn't want to hear what they had to say. And they were in agreement with God always stay in agreement with God always stay in agreement with God you need to find out what God says about you you need to find out what God says about where you're at it's amazing to me that people will come into a church and they will they'll be messed up and they'll be beat up and God will build them up and God will encourage them and I've seen people come to church I've never seen nothing like that before in any organization I've ever been in. If people come into church and they start to prosper, yeah. and they start to get well, and they, you know they you know, even convicted felons come into a church, turn their lives over to Christ, and their lives get reversed. All of a sudden they start getting jobs. Next thing you know, they're running businesses. You know, we have this um we have this rehabilitation program. Um over in Maui, that, that Pastor um, Cor- Colleen, thank you. Colleen created. It's called, what's it called? Transformations Ministries. Now, the persons that run Transformation Ministries on the island of Kauai, when I first met the guy, he was in jail. Now he's running the church rehabilitation program. Owns his own business. And it's pouring the freedom that He learned from God back into people. <laughs> it's amazing to me how God reverses the curse, and he t- think turns things around in people's lives. And I, I've suddenly warned people before in the past, and I still warn them today, when God blesses you, because it's not a matter. it's not even a question. When you come into church, you submit your life to God, he sets you free, and he blesses you so that you can be a? That's right. He's always going to do that. He's always going to bless people. He's always going to lift people up. He's always going to make them the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. That's his promise to them. And he will get them up, and they will get jobs, and they they will get places of responsibility and then forget about God. I said, when God blesses you, don't forget about him. Because a lot of people do that. They they get blessed and they forget about God. And they end up in the wilderness. I like the Bible. Didn't say they ended up in the desert. Said they ended up in the wilderness. Okay. That is like, why would you want to be in a place and, and, and live like, it's almost like living like an animal. You know, but it boils down to this is living your life without God going around and around in a circle. Don't you do that. Don't you quit on God. Don't you give up on God. Don't go round and round in a circle. You know, you're not going to get anywhere and you're going to be wore out at the end. (laughs) Going around in a circle. Ending up where you started from. At the gateway to possibility, but never crossing over and going in. This is not this church. This is not this congregation. This is not this people. Because we ain't going around. We're going in and possess the land. And where others have failed, we will not quit. We will take this city in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm from Anchorage. I'm coming over here to Wasilla telling y'all y'all gonna take the city. You know, I'm sitting in a congregation of 40. You guys sit in a congregation of over 400. Okay, but I've come all the way from that place to let you know that God's not done in Anchorage. And I know he didn't send me there for us just to... There is a time and a season for everything. Amen. And I believe the time and season is for Wasilla, for those who will possess the promises of God. For those who refuse to go around one more time. Yeah. Now we're going in yeah. and get to get what is ours. That's what God wants for us and we're going to obey him and we're going to do it. There's some crazy stuff going on in, this, in people's heads, in people's minds. I got a lot of I got a lot of scriptures for you, but Kadesh means a sacred sanctuary. And Barnea means a wilderness of wandering. And so together they mean a sacred sanctuary within the wilderness. A, a sanctuary within the wilderness. Though you might start out in the wilderness, the wilderness is not your final destination. And God will create a place in there, and he will lead you beside still waters, even in the wilderness. But his objective is to get you into the promised land. Out of the wilderness, into the promised land. So how do we do that, pastor? How do we take the promised land? Where number one, the first thing you got to do, and I only got two things for you. Do not rebel against the Lord. Do not rebel against the Lord. When God tells you something, believe it. Wow. Yeah. It's just that easy. When God tells you something, believe it. You know, you can start all the way back at Genesis and go all the way through Revelations about people who would not believe God. Or who faltered in their belief of God. Made momentary mistakes that, that lasted for a very long time. You know, Eve, the, the devil planted an idea in her head said, hath God said. And for just a moment, she lost faith in God. And ate what she shouldn't have ate. And now look all this mess we're in. Okay. Your unbelief has repercussions beyond what you know. You know, when you're... When you're <sighs> God says, I'm the God that healeth thee. But yet, we get pain in our body, and we don't want to believe God for healing anymore. We want to just think that, well, sometimes God heals. You got you to watch how God works, because God works on our faith. You know, with Eve, because she bit the apple and didn't fall on the ground, she thought that God lied to her. But in the moment that she ate the fruit, she began to die, and she didn't even know it. There's a very big lesson in that, in rebelling against God and not believing him. Because you know what? Sin seems really cool for a season. And then after that, it'll bring forth death in your life. Okay, if you don't believe God for healing, you will never be healed. But if you believe God, if you take God out of his word, whether you get healed that day or or 40 years later, if you keep on believing, you will see the promise of God manifested in your life. I don't go by how I feel, about how I see what I see with my eyes. But I go by what God has spoken to me and what he has revealed for me. I live off of that, you know. And when everybody else says you're going down, I just go, you know what? My God said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. You know, you got your opinions and they're great. But you know what? I got the word of God. You know, when people talk about your kids, you know, and they say, well, you know, once you're a crack addict, that's no, that's not what God says. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, because you know what? There's nothing like a mama's prayer over they, over her babies. <laughs> I'm just sorry, Jack. You know, I'd like Pastor Daniel would say, I'd rather charge hell with a water pistol than to get between a mama and her babies. Yeah, I pity the devil. When he tries to take one of mama's babies out, I'm sorry. And daddy ain't no slouch either. I want you to know he can pray. Okay. And when there's prayer going on, they have every chance to make it that there can possibly be. And I know you got some wayward, crazy people that you get on the phone and you talk to and they tell you all kind of lies. And they say, I am never going to church. I said the exact same thing. I am never, look where I'm at now. I lied. But there was somebody praying for me that would override my foolishness. And at the cliff of my life, God would grab me by the scruff of the neck and say, now you, you want to go in, right? And I'm leaning over the cliff. And I'm like, I'll go, I'll go to church, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And literally snatched me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And if he can save me, he can save anybody. I'm tired of going around and around and around. I'm going in to possess the promises of God. Do not rebel against the promises of God. Do not rebel against his word. Do not rebel against what he has spoken to you. But if you obey him, he will bless you. And he will take you out of your mess and out of your distress. And he will make you an overcomer. And he'll get you up. He's the glory and the lifter of your head. He'll get you out. And he'll get you in. You might be in a dark and terrible situation. You might be seemingly... Contained and captive and imprisoned, but God comes to set the captive free. He will come and loose the chains of your bondage and deliver you from evil. He's coming and He's coming to help you. He's coming to touch you. He's coming to build you up. He's coming to bring breakthrough in your life. Wow. Believe God and not people so we go to work you ever work with unbelieving people no wonder people get guns and they go no i'm just joking (laughs) but you're talking about a level of frustration a level of, of doubt that is almost unbearable a weight to bear that almost you that make you cry sometimes Of people's unbelief And people who refuse to believe in God. And I've watched people, you know, not trust God. And I've I've watched their sons and their daughters perish. And I'm like, and I cry for them. Because we are there to offer them a way out. And they just won't take it. You know, for reason's sake. You know, the doctors tell them it's over. Prepare for death. And you know. And we walk in the room and we say, you know what? But God can heal you. And they look at us like like we're crazy. And we are. We're crazy in faith and believing God for the miraculous. And he said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And we go there to pray. Not a prayer agreement over somebody dying, but a prayer of agreement over somebody living. Have I ever prayed for people to live and they die? Yes, they have. Have I prayed for people that was dying to live and they lived? Yes, I have. I now I'm going to ask God about the stuff that didn't happen. Okay. But I am so happy that God was with me and the things that did happen when they did recover, you know, because there was somebody of faith praying and somebody who was supposed to die lived. Amen. Now, it's amazing. If you'll believe God, what'll happen? I remember many years ago, I went to visit a friend in the hospital, and they were dying. And God gave me a word for them. The word was, it's okay if you're tired. If you want to come home, it's okay. Now, me being a spirit-filled Christian would never believe what God was just telling me about that person. You know, then, at that time. So I never told them. Now, eventually, later on, they died. Okay. And um, just recently, I went to pray for somebody, and God brought that situation back up to me. And began, you know, God don't let stuff die. Okay. He don't. He, he just save it until you're ready. <laughs> and he brought that thing back up to me. He said, now, you would have been such an encouragement to that lady if you would have told her what I told you. And he said, so I don't want you to lie to people anymore. I want you to tell them what I I tell you to tell them. And I went to pray for somebody who was dying. Okay, and I'm like, okay, so are you gonna give me something to tell them? He said, yeah. He said, in Isaiah, it says, you shall run and not grow weary, you shall walk and not faint. I said, what? I said, these people are dying. And that's what you're giving me.
0: <laughs>
1: and you know, when God get quiet, all of a sudden, you know, you get the sinking feeling that something is wrong. And I just went, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what you told me to do. And I went into that room and I told those people exactly what God told me. And they perked up. And all of a sudden... They went, you know, you know, thank you for that word. And I was like, okay. And I left and I was like, what was that all about? And stuff. But evidently they were about to give up. And then I came with that word from Isaiah. Now watch this now. Two weeks later, they were pronounced cancer-free. <laughs> Just two weeks. They were about to give up, walked in, gave the word, prayed for them, and left. And I was like, okay. I'm... 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 I'm not second-guessing God anymore. I'm going to do what God tells me to do. But what if you're wrong? But what if I'm right? The devil is always going to come with the doubt and unbelief. You know, we have the, we have the great capacity of seeing what's wrong. And the great, but God, God who made us, informed us, and shaped us, has the capacity to see what is right in us. And reveal it to other people and says don't treat them according to what they're they've done wrong and you go that is not human if they've done something wrong we treat them according to what they've done wrong but God tries to get us to see what is right in a person's life and tries to get us to edify them and build up what is right in their lives not condemn them for what is wrong in their lives. And we don't want to believe it. We don't want to do it. But I've seen it work. And as a matter of fact, I've seen, it work on, I've seen it work in me. Where God... One of the things that I've done in my life was I was always in church. From the day I got saved, I was in church. I was in every Bible study I could go through. I was in every church service. I was at every prayer meeting. Why? Because God, I had a lot of darkness in me. And God had to work that thing out. And I could not work it out on my own. I couldn't solve the darkness in my my life. I couldn't solve my situations and circumstances on my own. So I took every opportunity to be around God at every time. Every chance I got, every time the church doors was open, I was there because he needed to do a work in me. Because God saw something in me I didn't see in myself. I saw in myself all the wrong things that I've done. But God saw right stuff in me. God sees the right stuff in you. God is not looking at, listen to me, he he cares about you. But he is not looking at you according to what happened to you. What they did to you he 's not looking at you according to what was what you did and what you said, but he is looking at you according to how he created you and what your original purpose was and how he could work in your life to fulfill that purpose to get you beyond your mistakes To get you get you beyond the things that people did to you and said to you and misused you and abused you and and get you beyond that to the, to the thing that he created you to be and in the place he wanted you to be at so that you could become what he created you to be. Amen. Because God transcends time that he's in the past and he's in the present and he's in your future all at the same time. He can look at you where you are and see what you will become if you obey him and treat you accordingly. Not treat you like you are here, but treat you like you are there while you're over here. Treat you like you've already made it while you're in the process of trying to make it. Or even in some cases, even go the other way. And God is gently turning you around and getting you back over here. And the whole time, he's treating you like you already made it. His love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. You serve a God. Don't you rebel against God. And as he's trying to nudge you this way, don't you run that way. You're going to end up in the desert. You're going to end up in the wilderness. You're going to end up going around and around. Shall we go around in circles? okay i'll stop right there (laughs) but you know what i'm saying god don't want you doing that he wants you into his promises so you don't want to rebel against god one more thing that god doesn't want you to do okay praise god you're going what is he doing i'm reaching for my phone because my computer died But before my computer died, I forwarded my notes to my phone because I knew my computer was going to (laughs) die. Okay, so number one was don't rebel. Number two is don't fear people. Oh, snap. (laughs) People. You, you can't live with them. You can't live without them. <laughs> you got to have people. And people are always going to be in your life. And people, when you can't see what's wrong, will definitely point it out to you. Everything in your life could be going so right. And people can come and tell you about how so wrong it is. They're so good at it. Just like... You know, we got some mamas and daddies out there that ain't saved. And you can come skip the loo in the house as as dainty as a butterfly and just... (laughs) And by the time you leave the house, be depressed. (laughs) The worst place for me, I don't know about for you, the worst place for me is home. Not the home where I live at now, but the home I grew up in. That's the worst place for me. Them devils know me. (laughs) And they know how to get to me. They know how to get up under there. Get through that armor. Get down into the crevices in the cracks. And bring you down. 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 And the next thing you know, you're behaving like you did when you was 15 and 16 years old. Because you have succumbed. To that thing yeah. hey so my mother my mother came up to to hawaii and i was strong i said mama you can't drink in my house and i said mama you can't smoke in my house i said, now you can get up there and i had a little imaginary line and you can go out there and you can do all the smoking if you want to i said you can go off this property Go to any place you want to, do all the drinking you want to, but don't bring no alcohol back in my house. That's my mama I'm talking to. I love my mama. Okay, but she wouldn't bring no devils with her. They had to stop at the edge of the property in the mighty name of Jesus. My mother, for the time that she stayed with me in Hawaii, actually quit smoking. And stopped drinking. Did not go to one bar, did not take one drink while she was in my house. I'm the strong in my house in Hawaii. Okay. So now, you know what? I'm just going to say this real quick. People come to visit people and they disappear from church. They come to visit you and, uh, oh, you know, my cousins came up. And all of a sudden you was back in that open. Okay. I was just gonna mention that. Okay, I'm just saying that because you ain't like that. People come visit me, they going where I'm going. Everybody in my house is going to church. That's right. You say you can go stay somewhere else. There's a lot of hotels in town. You can go stay there, but if you stay at my house, you're going to church. That's right. Okay, so that's just the way it is. Okay, so, you know, me and my mom, I was as nice to her as she could. When my mother went home, she wrote me a letter. Now, how many people know that when people come to visit you and you make a mistake, you just go, why did I do that? So stupid. And that's all you judge by your mistakes. But watch this. My mother wrote me a letter and she said, you know what, son, you've changed. And I never thought you would change. I'm like, this is my mother talking to me. That hurt my feelings. (laughs) And I never thought you would change, but I could tell that you're different. By the way that you fight with your wife. I was like, that don't make any sense to me. Okay, but but God, evidently, the way that I fought with my wife was different than when I used to fight. And the words that I used were different than what I used to use Okay, and and maybe I wasn't, you know, trying to shout her down, but trying to understand her even when we was having difficulties in our relationship. And my mother saw that. And she glorified God in heaven because of the way that I fought with my now only God could do some mess like that. All right. (laughs) To this day, if anybody in my family is having trouble with each other, they call me. And they go, how do we straighten it? They're not gonna listen to me. but they still call me. <laughs> I'm not looking for much. But I know where I'm strong and I know where I'm weak. Because the next time I step into Cleveland, it's going to be a whole different story when I step there next time. You know, I'm, I'm just saying. You know, I've been back home, but I've been non-confrontal. I've been back home, but I've only dealt with my mother and, and, and my, my two sisters. I don't have any brothers, my mother and my two sisters. I've only dealt with them and my nieces and nephews, their kids. My mama's grandkids, because I can't deal with the rest of them people. Okay. And when, when, when Uncle Vince talks, everybody listens. I don't get no smart mouth and none of that. These kids, they pay attention to me. They love me. They understand me. Why? Because when they visited Hawaii... I put the fear of God in them. (laughs) uh, They all, listen to me, they all go to church. Every last single one of them. All my sister's kids go to church, both sisters. They all go to church, okay, because they all spent time with me. In Hawaii, where I was strong. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I don't care what kind of devilish stuff. Some of them have been to jail, but they go to church on Sunday. Uh, they just, I don't know what it is I got I I one of my nephews lead his youth group is the youth um, leader in a church and take, took his kids last summer on missions to, to Mexico you got to watch about what people will do in your life okay? because they will get you to be the old person And not the new person because you respect people when you walk into mama's house you become mama's baby again instead of if she's not saved your mama's evangelist you're Christ's ambassador to her and you need to go and show her love you need to go show daddy love I don't care how much Jim Beam he got sitting on on the on the living room bar and all that stuff it makes absolutely no difference. You're not there to represent yourself. You're not there to get depressed about what you see with your eyes, but you're there to possess the promises of God. And when you step into a place, you gotta know that God has given you the very ground the souls of your feet tread on. And when you go back into your old house, when you go back into your old environment, it's a different you. And that devil, shut up. In the name of Jesus. You know, yeah, 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 talk to the hen. I'm going to go love my mama. I'm going to go love my daddy. I'm going to go love all my, my nieces and nephews. I'm just going to do what God has sent me there to do. I'm going to handle my business, and then I'm going back to my strong place. But people going to know there was a visitation that came. The old guy didn't show up. The new guy shouldn't show up. They know how to work the old guy, but they don't know how to work the new guy. Yes. Don't let people intimidate you. You know, I, I tell, y'all know my son got married, right? Yeah. Yeah. You should have heard what he was saying a month before that, before he moved to Alaska. He was in Hawaii, and he was living by himself in, in Honolulu. I hope he's not watching tonight. <laughs> and he was saying one thing. And I'm on the end of the phone in Alaska saying something different. I go, I don't believe you. And I ain't never going to church. And I ain't never leaving Hawaii. Blah, 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 blah. Talk to the end. I know whom I serve, and you are not him. You ain't God. You can sit there and talk that mess all you want to. But you looking at a man that knows how to pray. And when, me and when he'd hang up, me and my wife would put our hands together. And we pray the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous that availeth much. Amen. Amen. Yes. And we, we, we didn't even know that it was until he showed up in Alaska. And we was like, woo, Woo, God, bad, man. Oh, he's awesome. And then he, he married somebody that we actually like.
0: <laughs> what in the
1: world is going on with that? You know, you know why? Because we don't listen to people. And what I mean by listening to people is people are not basing their, their, what they believe and what they say on the word of God. They're basing what they say and what they believe on their feelings. Well, you know what I feel. You know what I've lived. You know what I understand. What does the word of God say? Because that's what the authority is. Not what you've been through and not how you see life. And, the, and God knows you're great. Hallelujah. But you ain't greater than him. And what he says, rulers and reign in my life. You no longer control me. People go, you go to the people in the job. They laugh at you and smirk at you because you're a Christian. Now, if you work in some place and people don't know you're a Christian, something is wrong with you. Not something that's wrong with them. Just want you to know that. Ain't no such thing as secret Christians. Uh, and people know I'm saved. Every job I've ever been at, they know I'm saved. They know I'm married. Okay, it ain't no secret. Oh, you married? No, uh-uh. Oh, they, when my wife, when I introduced my wife to people that I worked with when I was in the world, they would go, oh, you Vince's wife. He told me so much about you. That's right, and she would smile because she knows. Say, oh, I didn't know Vince didn't have a wife. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, no. But it's the same way with Jesus. Oh, I didn't know you were at the church. What is wrong with you? And people try to intimidate you to get you to act like them. You know? I had a young man go out there and say, man, Christians are weak. You know, that's why I'm not a Christian. And he wasn't even talking to me. And I said, excuse me, because I knew him. I said, excuse me, what you mean Christians are weak? Oh, you got to believe in something and all that, you know, because you need help in your time." I said, I said, you see that wall over there? And he goes, yeah, I see that wall. I said, you see that tree over there? Yeah, I see that tree. I said, it don't take no strength whatsoever to believe in that wall. And I believe in that, tri- in that tree because you can see it and you can touch it and you can feel it. I said, But I am so much stronger than you because I know that there is an angel standing right here with us, watching over me. I know there's a God in heaven that saves and I'm not weak because I can believe in what I see, I'm strong because I can believe in what I don't see. You're the weak one. Uh, you know, sometimes I just get little. But homeboy never again challenges me with that weak thing. Because I'm, I'm telling you, what we do is impossible for them to have joy in the midst of a storm. I mean, it look like all oh, hell is breaking loose. They come, oh man, my life is... to Calm down. You know, nobody kicked God off the throne. Let me tell you something. I went through the same thing you did, but now I didn't go through it the same way you went. And God delivered me, and he saved me. Now I'm going to pray, and God's going to help you. Everything is going to change. And they go, what? I said, I'm going to pray, and God's going to help you. And they go, oh, oh, okay. Pray, bam, everything changed. Come back the next day looking at you like... And, uh, yeah. I've had people in my church that have come for prayer and told me this on a the, on the prayer line um, I, I broke into a man's house and, and I didn't know he had a camera and they had me on videotape and I'm, I'm facing 10 years because this is my second felony and so I'm the pastor I'm standing there looking at the guy And in my my mind somewhere, I'm thinking, you idiot. You know? (laughs) But I never let even what I think rule my life. I always go back to God. And I say, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to pray for this guy? This is what God told me. He says, you tell him this. If he'll have faith in me, if he'll trust me, I'll get him out of that situation and circumstance. I said what? I'm talking to God. I said, "Do you know that when the judge sees him, this is his like third time in front of the judge. This is his second felony. Do you know what they do to repeat felons?" And he just said, "Tell him what I told." And so I've just reached out and said, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I'm going to tell you this, that God is going to help you. I said, if you will turn to him right now, if you will meet your situation with faith in God, not in yourself. I said, if you will trust God, he'll get you out of this mess. And I've just reached out and I prayed for him. Do you know he never seen a a, a day in jail? (laughs) Do you know they, on his sentencing day, this is what the, this is what the judge told him. They've started a new program. In Hawaii, where we allow you to go and live in a community of felons, where everybody is getting ministered to, every, well, I say ministered to, but everybody is going to the rehab, and they, they, they go to droop counseling, and he says, I'm putting you and your family in that community. He did not see one day of jail. He went from that from that jail place to a community. And they let his wife move there with their kids. They had their school there. And he went through this long program of rehabilitation. I said, only God. They had him on videotape. And you know he wasn't black, right? Because if he was black, it was just not. I'm just saying.
0: God and don't you listen to people you listen to God he was the one that called you out of darkness into his marvelous life He's the one that broke the chains of bondage of your life he's the one that set you free and delivered you you listen to him don't even listen to you listen to him
1: <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> having said all that And I'm closing with this, as I reiterate this last point here, the time for going around the mountain is over. This is the last time at Kadesh Barnea. This is the last time that we meet at a place in sight of the promises of God and don't reach out and get them. You're getting your peace back. You're getting your joy back. You're getting your love back. You're getting your children back. You're getting your marriages and your families back. We're going to possess what God has for us. We're not going to settle for anything less. We're going to believe God. We're going to trust God. And we're definitely not going to listen to them. We're just going to listen to him. Won't you stand with me? Now, I never want to close a service without giving somebody an opportunity to come to Christ. You can't possess what God has for you without God. You gotta have Jesus in your life. But when you do, all things become possible. Maybe you used to go to church and you used to serve God, but you find your place in the wilderness wandering away from God, not being and doing what God wants you to be. You know, all you have to do is rededicate your life to God tonight, and He'll put you back on the right path, on your path to your promised land. Maybe you're not sure if you died today where you would spend eternity. God wants to help you tonight. He wants you to know that you know that you know that you are going to inherit his promises. So if you're here tonight and you want to receive Jesus for the first time or you want to rededicate your life to him or you just want to make sure that heaven is your home and you want me to pray for you, simply raise your hand right now and say, Pastor, that's me. Pray for me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Well, I thank you that all of you know Jesus to the degree that you want to know him. him. I'm going to pronounce a blessing over this church as God God has given it to me. But I want you to know, if you feel like you're in Kadesh Barnea, if you feel like you've gone around and around and around, I want to pray for you. I've been there, and I've done that, and I know how to get out. Same old argument. Same old trouble, same old problem. No, we're gonna move into promised land, hallelujah, and, and at least get different problems. <laughs>
0: we're
1: getting out of here though. Yeah. Let me pronounce this blessing over you before you go. And if afterwards you need prayer, I want you to come up. I want to pray for you so that you can stop going around in a circle and you can possess the promises of God. Father, I thank you then in KC Wasilla we will not settle for status quo we will not just settle for any old church building that looks good we're only gonna settle for the kingdom of God come with power and might
0: we're only gonna settle for the miracle signs and wonders that you said we would have we're only going to settle, Lord, for laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover from casting out demons in your name, Lord, for the revival that you've promised Alaska God. We will stand and believe you on that hill God we will stand and believe you in that church God for great and mighty things we will never again go around one more time we're going in to possess your promises we're going to enter into your rest in Jesus name we declare it's done and all in agreement said Amen. amen God
1: bless you thank you for coming See you Sunday. If you need prayer, I want you to come at this time.